This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We always, uh, we always talk about the old Shiloh, which comes up again as we get ready for Yom Tif, is about shaving a Cholomite. What's the idea about shaving a Cholomite? So Shulchan Aruch writes, it's a metaf koflam and aleph, and it's a mitzvah to shave before Yom Tif. Mitzvah legalech, where Yom Tif, there's a mitzvah to shave before Yom Tif. This year, because of Pesach, you have to shave before Chatzoyis, as we spoke about. But every Yom Tif, there's a mitzvah to shave prior to Yom Tif. This way you come into Yom Tif looking nice. And therefore, says the halacha, the next halacha in Shulchan Aruch is, person is not permitted to shave, or for that matter, to get a haircut on a Cholomoyit. Why? So the Gemara says, the reason why a person is not allowed to get a haircut or shave on Cholomoyit is because we're afraid if he'd be allowed to get a haircut or shave on Cholomoyit, he's going to say to himself, I'm so busy, Erev Yom Tif, I don't have any time to get a haircut to look, uh, to look uh, you know, proper, but I'll get it on Cholomoyit, Cholomoyit, I have time. We don't want a person coming into Yom Tif looking unkept. Therefore, says the Shulchan Aruch, a person is not permitted to take a haircut on Cholomoyit. Mr. Brewer talks about, Rishayim already talk about, would a haircut be mutter without this reason? We know people forget that Cholomite is Hayyamtif. It has rules and regulations. The Chazanish was machved, he wouldn't carry things in his pocket, Shalal Tzarech, on Cholomite, because it is Isra Hitzah, Shalal Tzarech. It's like Yamtif. We forget this. In our mind, we think Cholomite is, is Chol. It's not. It's a Kedushas Yamtif. But other, the Mishnah Bura says, no, it would have been Mutter if not for this Gzeri de, de Rabbanon. But the Gzeri de Rabbanon prohibits a person from shaving on the Cholomite. So there's a famous sheet of Abenu Tam. I mean, the time is quoted by the rush, it's quoted by the Torah. What happens if a guy took a haircut, a shave, on Erev Yom Tif? The whole reason why I'm not allowed to take a, take a shave on Cholomoyed is because we want to make sure that I show up, well-kept, and not first get my shave on, on Cholomoyed. But I did shave on Cholomoyed before. I shaved Erev Yom Tif, I got a haircut on Erev Yom Tif, and it grows back. And now I want to shave again. So Rabbeinu Tam says, he doesn't see why that should be a problem. And L'Chayr Rabbeinu Tam is right. The guy took a haircut before Yom Tif, he shaved before Yom Tif, he took care of what he was supposed to do. Why should he be penalized? So the tour goes through all, gives three reasons. We're not going to get into it now. We've spoken about this at length in other times. Rabbi Tam rejects the sheet of, uh, the tour rejects the sheet of Rabbi Tam, as does the Shochanach. The Shochanach writes very clearly, You cannot get a haircut on Cholomite, even if you took one before. So that seems to be the end of the story. A person is not permitted to shave, even if he shaved before Yom Tov, which is most of Kla Yisrael. However, Moshe Feinstein has a, uh, a somewhat famous tshuva. In English, Moshe Arachayim Chelegal, some Kuf Samach Gimel. It was written in 1948 to Avram Kron. I think that's, that's Rabbi Pesach Kron's father, if I'm not mistaken. 1948, a long time ago. And Ramosha writes, it's a long tshuva. Again, we've spoken about this tshuva in Lumnus, but we're just going to get to the end of the tshuva. Ramosha writes at the end of the tshuva the following psaq, which is not so well known. Ramosha writes at the end of the tshuva, the is daiti. Says Ramosha, it's posh to me, it's clear to me. In our days, 1948, for those who taka shave every day, those who shave daily, or if you shave every other day, once every three days, which is not so crazy. Many people who work, you know, not Zoom, we go into an office, meet with people, they shave either once a day, or once every other day, or once every three days, right to Ramayisha. Leka shum iser. There is no iser to shave on Cholomite if you shaved on Erev Yom he says, and then he writes, I will not permit someone, you have to have a good reason. Or you're very uncomfortable. But this is the best part of the tshuva. If someone wants to be semach on my heter just because it looks nice, 
He can't be moicha. He can't start yelling and screaming if you see a guy clean shaven on cholamoid. Again, if he shaves at least once every three days, says Ramosha, keep etzim adin humutl in his days. Because I really think it's mutter. Now, this Ramosha is not so popularly used. Now, I always thought because, you know, in the yeshiva world, they don't use it. That's because in the yeshiva world, they don't shave every three days. In the yeshiva, we used to shave once a week on Friday. But for those people who do shave every third day, every other day, the chayra remoshet's head, there seems to be something to be saimechan. Rabbi Salvechik was also mekel with shaving a cholomite for those who frequently shave and those who shave on Erev Yom. But Maisa, Puk Chazi, if you go out in the street, you'll see most people are not saimechan. This is true from Ramosha Feinstein. Not sure why, but it definitely is something to keep in the back of your mind. If a person has a tzayrich and he fits his criteria, it would be mutter. Now, in 1973, there was a very infamous safer printed. We'll talk maybe more about this over Yomtev. The Manal Igris. I was hoping someone knew about it. A very, very infamous, controversial sefer that we need to spend some time talking about it, where it was written by a Yid, Reb Yomtev Schwartz, a big Talmud Chacham, no slouch. But there's problems with the sefer. He learned in Lublin. He was in Lublin when he was 15 years old. No, no slouch. And he wrote a sefer that looks exactly like Igris Moshe. Looks exactly like an Igris Moshe. And in that sefer, he goes through all the tshuvas of Ramosh that he doesn't like, and he has kashas on. Now, that's not the problem with the sefer. The problem is the sefer, the wording that he uses to describe his kashas on Ramosh Feinstein, which is why many of you never heard of that sefer, which is why you can't even get that sefer. Ma'ano le'igris. Ma'ano igris. His answers to Ramosh's time. He's thinking challenge accepted. You can look for it. It's, not, uh, it's hard to find a copy. Again, it came out in 1973, and it was based... What? He uses very, very disrespectful language about Moshe Feinstein. Very, very harsh. I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to quote the Russian he uses, because I think it's a bizarre term, Moshe Feinstein. But it's just, you should know the Sefer exists. And he goes through this tshuva, he goes through many of Moshe's famous tshuvas, and in this tshuva he takes a lot of issues with this psak of Moshe, and he again comes out and he disagrees on this psak. Okay, maybe, maybe over Yom Tov we'll talk more about who, who was the push behind this Sefer or at least who the controversy was involved in the push behind the safe. But in any case, you can get it online in a PDF. You don't need my chiddush. You can go online, put in Manal Igris. You can read it. It's no, no chiddush. But I'm not going to say the words that he said about Ramayi Shafayim. But in any case, he takes issue with this psak. But again, this psak is not muskim bakur. Many people disagree with Ramayi but Lamaisa, if you're looking for a heter to shave, this is a famous heter from Ramosha Feinstein if you fit that criteria. Again, most of the accepted practice, most people do not use this Ramosha, but again, Makam Tsayuk. What is Monegeya, which someone asked me about this week, is uh, cutting nails. Cutting nails is really a machloikis tanoyim if it's also to cut your nails on Cholomoyed at all. So it's actually a machloikis mechabe in Ramah. The mechabe paskins in, in Tovkof Lamed Beis, the mechabe says you're allowed to cut your fingernails, no problem. No, no problem, you can cut your nails whatsoever. However, the Ramah is more machim. The Ramah says, no, we don't cut our nails on Cholomoyed. Uh, However, the Mishtabura writes, but if you cut your nails on Erev Yom Tif, then you for sure can cut your nails on Cholomite. Because then we can be Samechan Rabbein Atam. Even though when it comes to Tispiris, we're not Samechan Rabbein Atam. However, right, the Mishnah when it comes to fingernails, which already is a Machlaikis Tanayim, and a Machlaikis Rishayim, so there we can be Samechan Rabbein Atam. So if a person cut his nails on Erev Yom Tif, let's say last Friday he cut his nails, and now he comes tomorrow, his nails are already long. So Lamai said, Mishnah says he can cut his nails. Mishnah also says you can bite your nails. Or use, uh, use your fingers. If you want to use a clee, oh, you want to use a clee, fine, you want to use a clee, then according to Mr. Bura, it depends if you did it before. The Yarcha Shulchan is even more makeup. The Yarcha Shulchan writes, let's say a guy was, uh, was busy, Erev Yom Tif. He didn't have time to cut his nails. 
But he wanted to cut his nails. It's also good. He could also cut his nails. Or let's say you didn't need to cut your nails in Rav Yom Tov, but you would have, but uh, they didn't grow long enough. He's also makele. So when it comes to cutting the nails, there's much, much more room to be makele than when it comes to Tisperi. So Lamaisa, Halach Lamaisa, tomorrow, if you cut your nails on Rav Yom Tov, if you should cut your nails tomorrow, and even if you didn't, if you had a good reason why you didn't, there's market to makele as well. There is a machoikis achred about polishing your shoes on the Cholomite. Is that a problem or not? So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein held the polishing your shoes is motor chalamite, as did Rabbi Vajra Yosef. However, the Chazanish was machmed, the Chazanish held that a person should not polish the shoes on chalamite. Okay, I think the more accepted practice today is that most people do a simple polish, nothing fancy, one of those, you know, polish things you buy in the store, that would be permissible on, on chalamite. Just worth mentioning, maybe tell the uh, women in your life that tomorrow night when they light candles, they don't say shechiyonu. It says in Shulchan Aruch, obviously it wasn't such a given. Shulchan Aruch writes that the second day's Pesach is not a regular of Neatzmoy. We know Shmini Ateris is Pizar Keshav, Yom Tif, regular of Neatzmoy, but the second day's Pesach is not a regular of Neatzmoy. Therefore, when the women light candles tomorrow night, they do not say Shechianu. We don't say Shechianu Kiddush either because it is not a regular of Neatzmoy. So that's just something worth mentioning. The Shulchan Aruch writes it, obviously he felt it was worth mentioning. One last halacha, which is not really negated to anything, but it popped into my mind. Let's say a person he, uh, made a Mizoyness by mistake over Pesach. Because they thought they were eating a real cake. I'm not talking about if you have gebrok, so you might have to make a mezainus. Maisa, we pass, if you make a mezainus, something which is a shakal, you yoytze b'dyeva with the mezainus. So let's say someone serves you cake or a cookie, and it's not, not gebrok, it's not a mezainus. But you think it is, you forget, they, they look so good today, you don't know the difference. So the maisa, the halacha writes, if b'dyeva you made a mezainus on a shakal, you yoytze the brach. Again, the you should make the right brach, but b'dyeva, if you made a mezainus on a shakal, that would be an acceptable brach.